just <laughs> I think I hope I have a message for you. The history of all those hymns are wonderful. If you will, let's turn our Bibles to John chapter 13. John 13. We've been going through Genesis on Sunday morning in the Psalms, and I didn't have to work Wednesday. <laughs> and, and I don't think I have a routine until my routine gets messed up. And so I just, it's been on me all week, and it'd be good for some of us to hear what's happening in John, wouldn't it? John 13. Last time we looked at this, I preached from these same verses in the 14th of July back in 21. It's been a couple, year and a half or so, isn't it? You reckon I could have just printed off the same notes and gave y'all some meatloaf that's two years old? It wouldn't have been no good, was it? Lord's got to have a fresh word for us. And I thought, what am I going to do? And I didn't look at those notes till after, uh, after I got these ready. So I hope this was for today and Lord will... Lord will bless it. We'll look at these first 17 verses here in John 13. We'll begin in verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. What we're about to be taught is him loving his children. This is love, okay? If you love children, you teach them, <laughs> don't you? If you had children and they grew up and they were illiterate, and they said, well, I just love them. No, you don't. You love them, you teach them to read, don't you? The Lord's going to teach his children something. He loved them to the end, verse 2. And supper being ended, the devil, having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. We'll deal with that later. We'll deal with that with the end of it. Verse 3, Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he was come from God and went to God. This is what is on his mind. He riseth from supper. That's the last meal of the day. That's in the evening. Isn't it? He rises from supper and laid aside his garment. He took that robe that had no seams in it, that one-piece robe. He took it off, had just his underclothes on. And he took a towel, real big towel, and he girded himself. He wrapped that towel around his waist. After that, he poureth water into a basin. My grandfather had one of those. Uh, I've been trying to find one for Kimberly for a while. Big old white basins with a white pitcher in it because they didn't have running water in the house. And you get you a pitcher of water and put it in that basin and wash your hands. He had, he had running water by the time I was born, but he still had that, that pitcher and basin in there. That's what the Lord did. He had a big towel around him, and he got him a... A basin of water, a big bowl of water. And he poureth water into a basin, verse 5, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. He washed their feet, he took the towel, and he wiped their feet off. Then cometh he to Simon Peter. And Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? You are going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not. You don't understand what I'm doing. But thou shalt know hereafter. He's going to know in just a couple minutes. <laughs> just a couple seconds for him, isn't it? Verse 8, Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. You ain't ever going to wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. 
Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not only not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all, not all of you. For he knew who should betray him, therefore he said, You're not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I've done to you? You know what just happened? Do you know what this means? I washed your feet, but do you get it? Do you get it? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, truly, truly, of a truth. <laughs> of a truth, twice. This is important. We ought to pay attention, huh? I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, if you understand them, happy are ye if you do them. <laughs> do it. You'd be happy if you do it. I just want to look at, we looked at this last time, a year and a half ago, and you can go back to listen to that if you want. But I want to look at just a couple points here in this message that just stuck out to me this week. First thing is our depravity. All of mankind's depravity. Look here in verse 6. It says, Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? You wash my feet. Jesus answered, said unto him, What I do thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. He says, Peter, you don't understand what I'm doing right now, but right directly, <laughs> shortly, you are going to understand completely. You're going to understand completely. The Lord's going to teach Peter something. He's going to teach Peter something. This is the Lord teaching his children. I had a teacher one time that taught me about electricity. I've told you all that story a few times. I, I remember his face. I remember his name. I got it. <laughs> it was real simple. He taught me a lesson. He was a good teacher. A good teacher can teach somebody something, and they know it, don't they? They can teach you something specific, and you won't forget it. Here's the greatest teacher ever. There ever will be. Do you think Peter's going to learn something? If the Lord's pleased to teach his child something, you think they're going to learn? If I can get me a big old funnel and take the truth that's in this text and put it down your throat and it's in you, I'd, I'd, I'd be in the funnel business. <laughs> I can't do that. He's got to teach you. I need to learn that. You need to learn that. He's got to teach you. He's the greatest teacher of all. And if the Lord teaches his child something, it's a part of you and you're different. You can't shake it. You're changed forever. You can't ever unsee it. You can't ever unlearn it. If he teaches you, I can make you memorize some stuff. I can give you some lesson plans and some discipleship programs and a bunch of other garbage, and I can't teach you nothing. I make you memorize it. He can teach you in the heart. He can make it effectual. Do you know that? Peter had an objection, didn't he? To what? He said, you washing my feet? Hold up. <laughs> he objected. What was he objecting to? 
what was happening. What was happening? He had some knowledge, didn't he? He had some knowledge. The Lord Almighty. We get it. Don't, don't look down on Peter. God Almighty stood in front of him and said, come on over here, it's your turn. I'm going to wash your feet. Uh, do what? He said, you don't know what I'm talking about. You just come do it. That was the custom of the time. But Peter could enter into it more than we can. At that time, if somebody was faithful and, and they, they went out and worked hard and as uh, diligent in the community and they was going to have some guests over to the house, a prominent guest or any guest, really, when they come into the home, they wore them big robes without seams and they had open-toed shoes. <laughs> they had sandals on. They'd take their sandals off and whoever was the lowest-ranking servant, the lowest-ranking slave in that home, washed the feet of those guests that come into the home. Whoever was the most, the, the brand-new greenhorn, that's who it's going to be. The, the, you're the new one. You're the newbie. Uh, get to washing feet. <laughs> I've graduated. I ain't doing that no more. That was the, lo- that was the most entry-level position was to wash the feet. The guests would come over. They'd take their shoes off. They'd get them a water basin. Wash their feet off because it's dirty. They dry it with a towel, and then they go into the house and have dinner and do whatever they're going to do. Visit. That's what the servant did. That was the lowest rung on the totem pole. God Almighty came to Peter, and Peter saw this. He had an eye as to what was happening. He knew what was taking place. He had some knowledge. He said, "You're being like one of them servants, like the lowest ranking servant. What are you doing?" He objected, didn't he? And that everybody, you pay close attention to me right now. You listen to me. You hear. I told you boys, hear, hear me. This whole world has knowledge. We know a lot of stuff. We can take organs out and put organs back in. We can do all kinds of fly helicopters and uh, weather balloons. (laughs) We can do all kinds of stuff, can't we? We have some intellect. We have some knowledge. But we don't have understanding. He knew what was happening. You had a bowl of water, and you washed everybody else's feet, and you got to me, uh, I think you're going to wash my feet. (laughs) This ain't rocket science, is it? He knew what was happening. He had some knowledge, but he didn't understand what this meant. He didn't have an understanding. That's his whole world. Go to anybody. Was there a man named Jesus, born of a virgin? Yeah. What happens at Christmas? We put these blasphemous nativity scenes all over. Well, if you can't get a real baby, get a plastic one. If you can't get three wise men, get two wise men. It don't matter to us. Light them up. Put some LEDs in them. Put them out there. It's just form. It's function. It's religion. It's playing playing church. That's all it is, isn't it? They know he's born of a virgin. Why was he born of a virgin? Oh. We're like little children. That know what we learned last time? Boys, little children ask a lot. Why? <laughs> why? Can you answer that? You know why he had to be born of a virgin? Anything born of Adam, born of a man, unclean, unholy. You you have to understand what happened in that garden before you can understand why he had to be born of a virgin. Why was he born of a virgin? They know he was born of a virgin. Was it just any old virgin? (laughs) How many of you reckon it was? Why did he get that one? Why that particular virgin? Why that virgin? Why was she from a tribe of Judah? Why was she from the root of Jesse? Why was she of the house of David? Why? Why? They know that, right? They know he, yeah, she was, she's a lineage of David. David, we know that. Why? You know that? They had knowledge they don't understand. He was born in Bethlehem, Ephrata. 
the least of the cities. Why? Why? That's where David was, wasn't he? He lived a perfect life. Why? Why is that needed? I can't. You get that? Do you know that? Do you understand that? I ain't just knowing it. It's a checklist from a seminary. We, I can memorize things in Chinese. It don't mean I know nothing. I don't mean I understand it. He walked this earth for 33 and a half years. Why? He was baptized. Everybody can tell you that, can't they? He's 33 and a half years old. The Lord was baptized. John the Baptist did it, right? Why was he baptized? That's a silly thing. Why would the Lord be baptized? Why would that have to happen? We're going to start learning about substitution and unity, ain't we? You can know some things and you don't understand them. If he teaches in the heart, you say, I had to be baptized. That don't give us a free pass to be disobedient children in the future. But that thief on the cross, that's when he was baptized. That's when you was baptized. And I just profess he did it all whenever I get in that tub of water. <laughs> you get that? That's understanding. We know some things that happen. We have understanding. He hung on a cross. Everybody tell you that. There's crosses all around this county. What if it was an AK-47? Would you put a big 10-foot-tall AK-47 in your front yard? Isn't that just foolish? That's what he died on. A, a, a Roman cross meant for Gentiles. It wasn't Roman citizens. That was horrible. He died on a cross. Why? Why? He was redeeming us. He was making that payment, wasn't he? Whenever he died on that cross, he went into a grave. People say he went into a rich man's grave. Wasn't it? He didn't own it. He was borrowing it from somebody else. And he laid in there three days. And three days later, he rose from the grave. Why? <laughs> Why? The father was satisfied. Oh, that's big news. There's no condemnation for those that he was born for, he lived for, and he, he died for, and he was risen again for. That's good news. I don't go around with my frowny face on through this world no more. It's turned upside down. I smile a little bit. I said, what's wrong with you? Uh, uh, Lord did something for me. <laughs> he did it. I get it now. I don't understand it all. I don't, I don't know the ins and outs. How did that take place? Can you do that? Oh, that's his business, but he did it. I know who it was, and I know what he did to impart, don't we? And I thank him for it. And I'm, I'm going to put my shoulder to it, and I'm going to tell everybody else in this community everything I have about him and what he did. Because he did it for me. He may do it for you. He just might save you <laughs> if he's pleased to. I don't know who, so I'm going to tell everybody. Mm. This world has knowledge, but they don't understand. They don't understand. They can't give an, an intelligent answer to, to the five W's on any of that. Who, what, where, when, why. Can't they? Because of that, how are we going to know? How did I learn these things? One way. There's one way. There ain't no other way. There's one way I learned this. There's one way. If, if you know it, there's only one way that you know it. Because of the ascension of Christ, because he came out of that grave, he gave a gift to his people. He gave them pastors and teachers, didn't he? Why? <laughs> Isn't that a good question? Why? We can't take a Holy Spirit, bottle it up, and sell it in a water bottle. I, 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 we come to a well, and I show you the well, and I say, there's water if you're thirsty, drink. I don't package it up and just send it all over the world. We do that. We have sermon audio and What's that been? What's that other one? Skype or whatever. I don't know. Facebook. It goes out, but that's just the call. Come. <laughs> you get that? That ain't stay over there and drink. 
Come. How are we going to know? The Lord gave pastors according to his own heart, didn't he? Jeremiah 3.15. He gave you pastors. That's a heart work. It ain't some fellow you hire and fire and, and pick which one you want. That's a, that's a mending of hearts. He gives pastors according to his own heart, which shall feed you. Your sheep, they're under shepherds. They're going to feed you, Thomas, like you drove past them shepherds. They're going to feed them. What are they going to feed them? Knowledge. I'm going to tell you what this says. I'll read out loud. And understanding. You get that? I can't make that feed soak in the sheep. I can sure give it to them. <laughs> I can lay it out before. I can spread that buffet table. Here it is. This is what it says. This is what it means. He's got to make it effectual. Don't he? He's, I can tell Peter about this thing. Peter can't hear a word I say. He'll sleep right through it. God can make him stay awake. <laughs> awake, old soul, and rise. <laughs> he can do that. I can scream till the cows come home. Ain't going to do nothing. To the unregenerate person has never had a man sent to them to look them in the eye one-on-one -on -one in a, a one-way conversation. That's what preaching is. Everything else is a debate, and that means there's a possibility of failure. I won't have it. It ain't happening here as long as God keeps me. It's a word from him. It happens to be through this earthen vessel. I'm just, a, I'm just that pot they pour into the, the basin. From him, through me, to your heart. That's called preaching. And that's how God saves sinners. That's the only way to save sinners. That's it. People and I when I preach to them. Can you tell, if I, if I had y'all come to the house and I said, Paul wrote that to the Thessalonians, didn't he? He said, I know you're calling a lecture, brethren. He ain't an idiot. If you went up to my house and you went to my chicken pen and I gave you a scoop of my chicken feed and I said, go feed my elephants. <laughs> can you tell the difference between a chicken and an elephant? If a farmer can tell the difference between a tear and a wheat, the Lord said, leave him alone. There's a tear right here and he washed his feet. That ought to teach us something. I ought to teach me something. I ought to just preach and take it or leave it. I just declare the gospel. I can't force it into you. I ought to teach me something. The unregenerate world hasn't had that happen. They have the knowledge. They don't have the understanding. And I thought this morning, I said, I would give anything. And that ain't right. That ain't the right words. I'll, I'll speak like Paul because it's just the truth. I have given everything. Ain't you? I've given everything. To find somebody, a human, one person interested, truly interested in who this is talking about. In the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, I give it all. If I could sit down for just three months... Give me some time to sit down with somebody that had a thirst. I want to know God. I'm going to die and go to hell if I don't. Tell me about it. Well, I got some good news. Look here. <laughs> I bumped into a fellow one time, Bob. He said, do you mean that ark? Noah's ark? That, that, that's a picture of the gospel. That's Christ? And I said, you didn't know that? I know that story, but I didn't understand. Well, we're going to have fun. <laughs> this is, is going to be great. Keep you busy for a long time, man. Whoa, what I'd give. People don't like that. People don't like that. Natural man don't like that. Why? You can Google it. Google it. <laughs> you can look it up. You can pick and choose. You can sort this out. You can find out God on your own, can't you? No, you can't. For the foolishness of preaching, in person, one-on-one, -on -one, me looking people in the eye, that's how God saves people. Well, what's that redneck from Kentucky going to tell me? Well, who God is, I hope. Tell you the truth about man, the truth about him. 
All flesh is grass. Behold your God. Mankind wants to teach, not be taught. Mankind wants to instruct, not be instructed. Mankind wants to correct and not be corrected. But if we're his children, it don't matter what we want. We're his. We're a purchased possession. He's going to teach us. He's going to teach us something. Why? How can he do that? He controls everything. Pete and repeat were sitting on a log. You paying attention? He controls everything. Salvation. Everything. He paid it all. You can't add anything to it. Nothing's expected of you. It's done. It's finished. It's perfected. And he is all. He gets all the glory. Him and him alone. And you follow him. You follow him. You huddle up close to him and you don't leave. You, you are where he is. Verse 8. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. <laughs> Can you relate to Peter? Have you ever used extreme language? Sometimes you don't never say never. You may start never like you've never nevered before, huh? Happens to me a lot. Have you ever fought what the Lord's doing? Oh, I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Turn the news on. Can you believe what they're doing? It's fighting God's providence. That ain't acting like a child of God. It's acting like a heathen, isn't it? We forget sometimes who we're dealing with. Sometimes us, I wish I could find some 70-year-old children and go back an hour. We forget who controls everything. We forget who paid it. We forget who is our everything. Don't we? Eli said, it's the Lord. Sam came to him and said, uh, Lord's going to wipe you, your lineage off the face of the earth. He's going to kill all you boys. And he said, let him do what seemeth him good. He gave, like Job, he gave, he takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. It's what he does is right. He's holy. I ain't got no wisdom. I ain't got no nothing to add to this conversation. He's holy. Amen. We just bow to him, don't we? Mankind says, i got to have a part in this. You ain't never going to wash my feet. What must I do to be saved? Well, now you're saved. Now you got to clean up outside. God, hogwash. That's what Peter's saying. You, you can't wash my feet. I tell you what, here's what we'll do. We can wash each other's feet. How about that? You don't wash my feet, but we'll, we'll, I'm going to do my part and you do your part. and Maybe we can share in some of the responsibilities of this washing thing. You know, Maybe we can evaluate this law again, this custom, this rule, and, and maybe we can find just a way we can keep a portion of that law. You see how this cascade just dominoes into works? You get that? He said, I, you'll never wash my feet. Peter spoke boldly in ignorance most of the time wasn't it <laughs> half time he spoke boldly he said you'll never wash my feet he said I will never leave you he said these other ones might leave you I'll never do it and he said I'll die with you I'll die with you and he said before that crow <laughs> before that chicken out there before that little baby dinosaur crows three times you're going to deny me before it crows you're going to deny me three times yeah, that'll never happen Peter knew how to be bold, but he also knew how to repent. You get that? Everybody in this county is bold. Everybody in this county will tell you what they think, especially if it's on a platform with no consequences. There'll be armchair theologians all over everywhere else, won't they? They'll be bold, but he knew how to repent. He said, uh-oh. He knew how to pop off at the mouth, but he knew how to weep. God taught him that. He gave him a heart of repentance. He gave him tears to cry over his sin, to mourn his sin. The Lord's teaching him something. And this ain't just a lesson in humility. You can get that knowledge wherever. 
Get you a self-help book, right? <laughs> How to be kind to others. No. Though we could use a big dose of humility, we could. He's teaching him about justification. Right there's a man in his depravity, a bold, screaming image of what we are. We hate God by nature. Your enemies with him. And the Lord said, let me show you something about justification. You ready? Look here at verse 8. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered and said, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. That's as plain as it ever could be. What's the best thing to pray? Father, glorify thy name. That's what Christ prayed, wasn't it? How can I explain to a child Christ is all and he's the only way to be saved? He's the door. You get that? We cast the net. We plant the seed. Basic things. Easy things. You can touch and look at it. That's right. Sheep and shepherds. Thomas drove past four shepherds and sheeps out there. And, and it blessed his heart. Why? Because he saw sheep. No, because his pure mind was stirred up this week. That's why. John the Baptist recoiled a little bit, didn't he? Peter was sitting there. I just see him pull his feet up. I bet his knees was up by his head. <laughs> what are you doing? John the Baptist, Lord came there and said, Behold the Lamb. That's it. That's what I've been preaching about. He's right there. It's a person. And he said, Baptize me, John. And he said, What? I have need you to baptize me. Why would I baptize you? And that's that's okay. I understand that, don't you? We don't understand these things. And I don't want to bring reproach. I don't want to bring disrespect. I don't want to be flippant about these things, Lord. I understand what you're saying, but give me some faith right now to believe you. This just seems completely opposite. What did he tell John the Baptist? This was to fulfill. It becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Wasn't it? The Lord told Peter, he said, If I, if I wash thee not, you have no part with me. Did he, what, what was he doing? Knowledge says he's washing feet. Well, why didn't he say, If I don't wash your feet, you ain't no part with me? Maybe he's talking about something that ain't washing feet. Maybe his mind's on those things of him laying down his life on that cross, right? We understand that? He said, if I don't wash you, you. He didn't say, if I don't wash your feet, so if I don't wash you. That's what this whole passage is about there in verse 1. It says, now there before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world and go to the Father. That's what he was thinking of. That's what his mind was on. That, that's what the mindset of the teacher was when he was teaching the lesson. He's going to lay down his life for those he loved. He's going to love them to the end. He's going to wash them in blood. You get that? If I don't wash you, you can't have no part with me. If I don't wash you in my blood, you ain't mine. You get that? What did Isaac say? We're going to go up this hill. We're going to worship God. Sacrifice. That's what that means, right? We're going to sacrifice. We're going to worship God. And Isaac said, where's the lamb? Where's the blood? Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. That's the payment. That's what we have to be redeemed with. I don't, I don't even want to know what's being preached around this county. That ain't none of my business. My business is just lay down a straight stick. I bet it ain't blood. Something's got to die for you to live, and that something better be holy, and that something's that one thing holy, the Lord Jesus Christ. He provided himself the lamb. He's the lamb. And he has to die for a worm like me because I can't. And he, 
He loved me. You don't put that on a bumper sticker. That's burning your heart. That's a live coal touches your lips. Because you think you take a live coal and touch somebody's lips, what's going to happen? I think it's rivets when they built the, sand, the Golden Gate Bridge. Take one of them flaming hot rivets and put it on your mouth. It's going to seal it shut, ain't it? <laughs> you shut up to sin. And if you guys say anything, it's what he says. It ain't your nonsense. It ain't my good, brilliant ideas. It's him, isn't it? He's got to wash them in the blood. He's saying if the Lord does not do all the work, if he doesn't totally wash you, you have no part with him. If you got a little bit of your wisdom, a little bit of your righteousness, and this would set this whole coast upside down, if you got a little bit of your sanctification and you got a little bit of your redemption, maybe you made the choice, you ain't got no part with him. You ain't his because he didn't do all the work. He said, if I don't wash you. He didn't say if Mother Mary. Well, pray to the, the Virgin Mary. You get the craziest male sometimes. What's she going to do? He said, if I don't do it. He doesn't say if Grandma and Grandpa don't do it. Or your mommy or your daddy or your friends or your cousin. Well, we went and prayed for them. And we had a good conversation. Uh, uh, that ain't going to do no good. He's got to do it. He said, if I don't wash you, thou hast no part with me. What's the result of that? That's a two-edged sword. I hope I can speak so plainly in this community and in this state that people take up rocks to kill me. Either they're going to bow or they'll chop my head off on a plate. If I can be this plain, if he doesn't do everything, you ain't saved. They ain't children. They ain't Christians. They ain't my brother and sister because you ain't in the same boat. You're outside the boat. He has to do it. Salvation's of the Lord. That's what that means. Mankind will either say, I will not have this man reign over me. Hush, be quiet. Well, what if God teaches them? What if the Lord speaks? That's all he's got to say. If I don't wash it, you ain't clean, and you ain't going to part it. That's all he's got to say, effectually, to the heart and lights come on. He can do that. What's a response? You change forever. You ain't the same. You ain't, you ain't going to get out of here. You're different. <laughs> You ain't going to be the same. Look at verse 9. Simon Peter saith to him, Lord, wash not my feet only, but my hands and my hands. <laughs> wash me all over. Now he understands. He had knowledge. He had knowledge of what was taking place. Now God gave him an understanding. The capital P pastor, the capital P preacher, preached to his heart. Now he understands. He knows what this represents. Well, this ain't just about you washing my feet. This is about you washing my soul. You put applying your sacred holy blood to me and he says wash my feet i'm walking through this sin cursed world is that you or are you walking a little bit higher i know some people think they walk a little bit higher he says i'm walking in this sin cursed world i'm covered with dirt wash my hands I, i've been performing sinful acts with them that's all i've been doing he said wash my head where my thought here's what i wrote where my thoughts are not always on things above and that's too that's too minor that's too subdued. That's too religious-y. That's quoting a bunch of junk we learned from somebody else. Wash my head that's completely full of wickedness and evil thoughts continually. You have to do it. That's complete and total submission. At that moment of full submission, there's another lesson taught. Comfort is given. Look here at verse 10. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed, he ain't washed Peter's feet yet, has he? <laughs> How long, how long was you washed in that blood before the foundation of the world? He's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He said, he that is washed 
needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. He's saying, if you've washed in the blood of the Lamb, if I've saved you, if I've laid down my life from you, you don't need me to lay down my life again. You just got to wash your feet. That's all he's showing here. You are bought. You are washed by the blood. You are purchased. You are redeemed possession, but you only need your feet washed. Now, what's that mean? We looked at it a year and a half ago. Call us to remember some things. We walk in this world every day, don't we? We go out and we have jobs and obligations in this society, and we go out and we go into the world. We're around people that think they know God because they have some knowledge and they have no understanding. Hordes of them. We're in this dirty world. We're walking. And daily we need cleansing. Daily we need forgiveness. I've lived, the Lord took me to the other side of the world to live this. They had shower hooches. They had these trailers that were showers in Iraq. And you put on shower shoes. I think I told you this last time. Shower shoes for the shower. And you walk in flip-flops over to the shower. And you get in there and you, you bathe yourself. And you dry yourself off. And this is what happened back then. They had com- uh, common places to bathe, right? Still do it some places. And you'd go there and you'd bathe this big towel. And you'd come back home. Well, when you got home, your head's clean. Your hands, y'all clean. But you've been walking through dust. You've been walking through sand and you're kind of damp. Just your feet's dirty, isn't it? You gotta wash your feet. Those are the, the Lord's purchased. You're completely clean. You're holy. That new man in you ain't gonna get no more holy. But your body, this body of death, it's in this dirty world, isn't it? And we walk through it and we sin. And people think they rise above that. You can't pray as God told you to pray. Did you know that? The disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven. That's where he is. We ain't. He's on his throne. Hallowed be thy name. Feared, reverend, holy is your name. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done. Do what you want. Not me, you. Give us day by day our daily bread. Let me see Christ today. I ate yesterday and I was full. Now, I'm hungry today. You? I need to see him today. He's the bread of life. I need him day by day. And forgive us our sins. Well, if somebody rises above sinning, you can't pray as God told you to pray. You reckon he knows more than we know? As we forgive those that's indebted against us and lead us not into temptation. Lord, forgive me for my sins and don't let me sin, but deliver us from evil. As old pastor said, in the mornings I wake up and I said, Lord, keep me from sinning today. And in the evenings I go to bed every night saying, Lord, forgive me for what I've sinned today. You ready for some meat? This is good. Aren't we clean every whit? Aren't we? Holy, upright, unreprovable, before him in love. We're clean, ain't we? Yes. Well, then why do we need this dirt washed off every day? You ready? That's a, that's a big why, isn't it? That's a big question. Because I need to see his mercy every day. That's it. Why do I have to have this? Why do I have, to have my feet washed every day? I need to see his mercy every day. I need thee every hour. Because if not, I think I could go run marathons and I'd run away. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I, need, I need to see his mercy every hour. It's of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It doesn't say great as my faithfulness. It doesn't say great as your faithfulness. Great as 
His faithfulness. And every day I need to see that. Every day I need to see that. Him and him alone. Verse 10. Jesus said, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean. You're clean. Isn't that good news? You're clean. <laughs> not all. He looks on the heart. Lord knows who he's washed, who he ain't washed. Doesn't he? He don't forget. Verse 11, for he knew who should betray him, therefore he said, you're not all clean. He knew that Judas was there. And either he had already washed Judas's feet or he was about to. When he said, this is my body, take, eat, he gave it to Judas too, didn't he? I don't know. He does. Talk about an example. Whoa, buddy. He said, this is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Here, drink it. Give it to everybody at that table. That ought to solve that uh, open and closed communion, doesn't it? <laughs> that, don't, that don't sort it for you. Here's the application, verse 12. So after he had washed their feet, and he had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I've done for you. <laughs> you knew what was happening. Do you understand now? You get it? You get it? You call me master and Lord. They did, okay? He taught it. It was applied. You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I have. He reminds them. You call me Lord, and I am. I'm the Lord. If I, then your Lord and master, if I've washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example. I did this physical feet washing to remind you of the blood I'm shedding for you, that you're ever whipped clean forever and ever. You're mine. I bought you. But I've gave this to you as an example that you should do as I've done to you. That's not an ordinance, is it? It's an example. There's people where I grew up that practice this. And they do it like quarterly or, or you wash your feet before you went in there. I'd wash my feet before I'd let you look at my feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a sham. It's a show. But they do it quarterly or monthly or every six months or whatever. This is daily, isn't it? So he ain't talking about us physically washing feet. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's what he's talking about. Forgiveness. I've forgiven you of your sins. That's what we prayed, right? Talk to pray. Now you forgive those that sinned against you. What about Judas? I know what he did is wrong. This is elementary stuff. There's people that in this nation need to learn this right now. Has God forgiven you? That's how much you forgive them. Well, if it's Judas, well, that one may not be condemned forever. He's still breathing. Pray for him. The Lord might be pleased to save that one, huh? Pray for him. Verily, verily, I say unto you that the servant is not greater than his Lord. What did the Lord pray for Peter? I prayed your faith fail not. Trevor, I pray that your faith fail not. It's a good thing to pray. Neither he that is sent greater than him that sent him. I thought of... Peter asked again, didn't he, about these things, about this forgiven. That's what Matthew 18, you can go home and read that. Matthew 18, verse 15 through 20. It's speaking of forgiving brethren in local assemblies, in a local church. Have you been offended? Have you offended somebody else? Forgive them. Forgive them. Drop it. Let it go. Pay no attention to it. Let it go. That was yesterday. That was dirt from yesterday. We got dirt today we got to worry about. Forgive them. That's what Matthew 18, 15 through 20 is talking about, right? 
And at the very end of that same paragraph in the original text, it says this, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That's the context of us quoting that all the time. You get that? What's that mean? You mad at them? They mad at you? You upset? Is God here? Right here in person, not 50 years from now, somebody listen to me. Today, right now, I'm looking at Is God here with us? Who cares about what else happened? <laughs> He's washed us wherever we clean. Just knock that dirt off of him. It'd be all right. Keep on going. That dirt goes on the outside only, doesn't it? Do you get that? If you got your feet dirty, do you have dirt in your bones now? No, it's just on the outside. <laughs> That's just the outside of the cup. The inside of the cup's clean. He's, he's done that. He's cleaned us. We just got to wipe the dirt off. Well, that's just some, that's some world stuck to them today. That's some earth, some red dirt stuck to them. That's just old Adam. Don't worry about it. Look to those things that are good. Inside they're clean if they're his. I thought of this. In the military, uh, I like people with a little dirt on them. That's a phrase in common usage, right? Uh, somebody was squeaky clean and just, hello, we're going to go raid houses today. Not me, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> and that was commonplace. No, you can put you in an office somewhere. You ain't going with us. I want some ruffians. Isn't that, isn't that the way it is with God's people? Somebody's just squeaky clean and they just know everything and they don't understand it. I want somebody with a little dirt on them. Like, you know what? I'm a sinner. Me too. Me too. He's washed both of us. Now we got something to talk about. Ain't that true? Lord taught Peter. Acts 10, he said, There came a voice to him saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord. He told him no. He said, I have never eaten. There he goes again. <laughs> he said, I have never eaten anything that was common or unclean. And the voice spake to him a second time and said, What God hath cleansed, thou call not thou common. If he's cleansed it, if he's washed it in the blood, don't you call it common. He said, touch not mine anointed. Peter thought he was talking about pulled pork barbecue. And he said, oh, well, if he says pork's okay to eat, then a little bit later he realized, oh, he's talking about Gentiles. <laughs> Boy, he got me before I even knew it. Didn't it? Well, if somebody's just acting like they're, they're not a believer, well, how do you act? How do I act? I told you, if you see the inside of my heart, you quit eating. Inside of my thoughts, you quit eating lunch with me. He receiveth sinners and eateth with them. He pick up your sandwich after you, Bob. Take a bite after it. That's love, isn't it? That's love. What if we forgive like that? That's what. How many times we gotta forgive? Seventy times seven, right? That's what he told Peter again. Peter said, "Give me some rules." He said, "How many times I forgive my brother that sinned against me? Seven times." He said, "No, I say to these until seven times, but until seventy times seven, infinity." What if I did that? They said, "Lord, increase our faith." We have to believe you to forgive. You get that? Well, that's strong, isn't it? We have to believe him. We have to believe what he says to forgive one another. We have to look to him to forgive one another. Well, what if we did that? What if we put on, I'm, I'm real mad. What if we put it behind us? Verse 7, 17, John 3, 13, 17. If you know these things, not if you just write them down, if you understand it, if he's applied this to your heart, what's it say right there? Verse 17. Happy are ye if you do them. You'd be happy if you do that. How could I be happy if I did that? Well, I'm going to remember he washed me. 
Does that make you happy? Won't that just brighten your day up? We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're bought. We're His. They can't lose us. You too. Good. Y'all like hot dogs? <laughs> Let's get a pizza. <laughs> we'll sit around and talk about this. This is good news, isn't it? I hope that's a blessing to you. Father, wash us daily. Allow us to see your mercies daily. Give us a heart of compassion. Allow us to forgive. Enable us to forgive those that sin against us, trespass against us. and Show us what we've been forgiven. And give us an attitude in this world of people that you've redeemed. That your blood's washed over. And forgive us. Lord, we, we know these things. And in part, we understand these things. But... We still walk in this world. We feel dirty all over, Lord. Be with us. Show us what you've done, who you are. Make us believe your word. And add your church daily as you see fit. Save, Lord. Save. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right, brother.